Doesn't hair keep you cool? Is it is like it... the people who are listening to this, I feel them getting stupider with every moment. <laughs> you are now listening to good, bad, or bullshit. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. Three guys, unlimited opinion, where conversation is the foundation of higher thoughts. My name is Bo Schwartz, and joining me, as always, is the eternally handsome, eternally young Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. Hello, Bo. I'm as handsome and as intelligent as I am modest. That is a lot. Okay, well, um, that's a, that was a great way to introduce yourself. Also joining me, as always, is the ever-cynical, ever-crotchety, and ever-analytic Mike Hodgins. Michael, hello. Mm-hmm. I seem mostly negative, though I'm embracing, I was telling Croft that I'm embracing my inner cynic, and it's like, there's some useful things about being a cynic, Bo, so, yeah, well, hello to you. I didn't mean it disparagingly, but yeah, I guess people mostly do. putting Cynicism you in opposition to the handsome guy kind of makes it feel that way, you know? Uh, you 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 are cursed with the stroke of not the stroke <laughs> you're cursed with uh skepticism you know it makes you yeah, not fun uh, at parties but but you know the truth and crofton drinking the, from the well of lies call it, truth. it does make you think about that red pill blue pill matrix thing you know like it's is it worth it just to be ignorant and enjoy all these things or or do you want to be that you know cynic and, and be aware of all the the negative? Know how the sausage is made for a lot of this, you know? Like what what do you want? Do you well, want the knowledge or do you want the happiness? It's you funny. Know? I was just saying that exact thing to Andrea the other day of being like because I think this is true of most people, but I'm like I get, I get smarter as I get older because I learn more things all the time and my understanding of the world increases. I think because I make a point of trying to learn new things. And I'm like, definitely, I was probably mostly happier-go-luckier when I was dumber, for sure. Like, when I knew less, when I didn't understand how some things are connected to other things, I was like, whatever. And now I'm more like, oh, really? <laughs> and the cynicism has <laughs> just taken hold. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for just, like, ignorance is bliss, you know, the yeah. old saying. You can't just use your iPhone happily. You have to know that it was made in horrific conditions yeah. in order to be able to and provide you, you with an affordable I, I do want to know how the sausage is made. You know, the problem is you have no choice but to eat it. It's like, you know, how it's made and they're like, and this is the only food available, this horrible sausage. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I guess I'll eat it. Well, I'd probably do the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that awesome note, does anyone have any big news to share before we move on to our main event of debating a topic? I can't think of huge, awesome news. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you asked that question makes me realize that I need some huge, awesome news sometime soon. feels like I'm stuck in like a rut of no huge, awesome well, news. For, for We have listeners all over the world, and they may not know what goes on locally. But over here, the news du jour is the giant sinkhole that's forming in the center of this beloved national capital. That's Ottawa. true. Yeah, the ground's caving in, the, and the memes. The have underworld begun. is literally devouring us. Yeah. It's funny because, like, when I saw that, I was just like, "But there was one last year that was almost the same size, too." Was it? Yeah, and in almost the same place, and and it was definitely no way. Yes, yeah, yeah, look that. it up. You'll see. It's like it was a huge one. I think it it may not have also swallowed a car, but it could have <laughs> swallowed several. It was huge. That car was I the best part of of that. I, I I you know that guy might not get a dime in insurance because I think it was illegally parked when I got him sunk into the <laughs> hole. He, he but a, he, it, it was a locksmith. And he had all his locksmith kit Ooh. inside and all his stuff. And they didn't go and get the van. They just dumped concrete on top of it. <laughs> so he'll problem? never get that. I was thinking, though, imagine, if you will, if that guy had just murdered somebody and put his body in the van and was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? i got to get rid of this body. It's, you know, let, the, me, let, the, me co- in, let me just the, go in a Starbucks quick, get a coffee. Yeah, I I to call out <laughs> coffee, get my brain working. Oh, shit. The van just got sucked into a giant hole. And then they pour concrete in it. And he's like, oh, thank God. I'm just got now another – give me another Starbucks <laughs> to celebrate. The, th- the thing is it, with, um, with the giant sinkhole that made me laugh is the day before – I was driving to Ultimate Frisbee, the greatest sport in the world, and I was listening to the radio, local radio, and the top story in local Ottawa news 
was that there was a tree downtown on Elgin Street with like bees in it. Like to, to be fair, <laughs> there was like well, nothing happened to thousand happen. bees or something, and they had to bring in a beekeeper uh-huh. to like move the bees and stuff. But the lead story we have like an urban area of like a million people, and the lead story was this just in local Ottawa news: bees are in this tree downtown, you know. And then I'm like, oh, Ottawa, and I was laughing about it. And then the next day, the underworld opens up. And and just like in the middle of the city, starts sucking in cars, and we're national news. So national, international. Started, uh, I saw I saw a Wall Street Journal article and a, a New York Times article on the hole in the street. Man, it's a slow news day everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. It's a big hole, man. Three stories deep. I think I think oh. the the news the news people would hope that that um, it grows bigger and becomes like an actual thing. Unfortunately, I think they're going to solve the problem pretty quick. But it'd it be does great. sort of look like the buildings adjacent to it could fall into it. That like, would be like once awesome. their foundations get undermined, I'm like, man, that could be bad. It would be awesome in a certain respect, <laughs> but it's kind of terrible. I mean, that place is kind of an eyesore anyways. We need some rejuvenation. Let the ground talking about? It's like the hub of uh, downtown. Yeah, but let, let make it here. It's Byward Market yeah, in Parliament. But, but um, the best story I heard was that there was a press conference where the mayor, Jim Watson, was um, our Ottawa mayor, Jim Watson, was saying, so uh, we've evacuated the building, blah, 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 blah. And then a reporter got up and said, well, is the mall closed? <laughs> Jim Watson was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story. I was like, yeah, the mall. The mall oh, I'm not a reporter. I'm a shopper. I was just wondering if the mall would is be it... open, even though you evacuated <laughs> and it. And then he's like, follow up question. Do you know where I can get some bus tickets? <laughs> like, oh, this news conference is over. All right. Yeah. All right. Speaking well, of... speaking of things that are over, this opening act is over, and we move on to act two, the conversation. Mike, get the <laughs> conversation started going, also known as a random topic generator. Yeah. If you if you want to hear more about this conversation, <laughs> the Ottawa Sickhole on Twitter it has its own Twitter account as the band. Uh, man, sometimes the <laughs> random topic generates like it's plugged into the news and gives us a topic which is apropos. That's because, crazy. Well, yeah, just to make it just to what build. Is it, do we have further, sinkholes in there? Uh, no, not sinkholes. But something they could have used that sinkhole for, a landfill. That's the topic, landfills. <laughs> the dump. Wow, the dump. how apropos. Because while you were that getting the random strange. topic generator uh, ready, Crofton told people to go follow Ottawa uh, Sinkhole, the Twitter account. And it's oh, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many memes there's... of things coming out of the hole. And it's a landfill, so it relates. But um... Yeah, so they filled it with concrete. But, you know, maybe they should have just dumped garbage into it and buried it. You know, two birds with one stone. We've got a waste problem. Everyone does. Okay, so here, just just to sum up, like, what a landfill is, and we've been shying away from the doing these definitions for a while, but it's essentially piece of land generally outside of a city where we dump garbage is that fair yeah and then they and then you bury it i think burying it i think they compact a lot of it though right well, they drive over it with big you know but don't they put it into like cubes and shit no and no maybe. They, they drive over they have these have you not seen these like the special dump truck machines where the tires are basically these giant steel tires with big like I don't know what you'd call them, like spikes in them to drive through the garbage, and it crushes it all down. But and I guess garbage trucks crush. Yeah, garbage trucks crush everything down. But okay, I guess with regards to landfills, is is obviously a giant pile of stinking garbage is not necessarily desirable. But until like we get to the stage as humanity where we're able to like recycle or or disintegrate and recreate things out of all the garbage then we need a place to put our garbage and there's bigger issues about consumer culture and disposing things and all that that we have to address the landfill is just sort of like the end product so it's kind of like the toilet if you will and it's like you might have problems with all the shit and all the shit you're eating, but in the end, you still need a toilet. So, yeah, what, I mean, I guess like what's like, well, yeah, I'd like to have smaller landfills and less landfills, but like 
they serve a purpose, right? Like we well, need they, them. They say you touched on a whole bunch of things that are tied up in this, which is like, okay, let's go. Well, how much of that? Because it's like, okay, you have the landfill. It makes like I think of my dad as an example of where I go to my dad's house, and like uh, most modern cities, we have divided our waste into recyclables of like plastic, paper, and metal, mm-hmm. and then compostables, and then everything else, which is which is not much. Like if you do a good job separating all those things and that stuff goes to landfill, right? Which is but if you're someone like my dad who just puts everything in a big garbage bag and says, It's all garbage, I call it in the garbage and I said, Dad, separate that stuff, it could be reused and he's like, It's garbage and then the raccoons inevitably tear his garbage apart and spread it all over his laneway, which I love because it seems ironic to me. <laughs> but uh but that's the thing, is it like it's like having that like having the landfill just still enables people to just be like, I don't give a shit, put it all in the garbage bag. In fact, Bo, aren't you, we did recycling on this episode and you were like, I hate recycling. And you just put everything in the garbage because you're a lazy person. Who yeah. Doesn't like to. You know, one of the great big regrets in my life, the recycling episode has to stand out as kind of one of them. Wait, I'll never live that down question. Yeah. Like, yeah, that verdict you've already expressed regret for on the, our 100th episode, which is a great episode. You all should check it out. But um, is is do you recycle now? Well, it's a big regret that I didn't on my podcast right. say that it was good, but I still don't do it. I like at home, no. Mind you, not. I'm one person. I generate little garbage, but no, I don't. I don't recycle. You don't. It, there's boxes and they're labeled Wait, by color. Okay, let's before not. we shame Bo too much, I always enjoy shaming Bo. But we just to take this and use it as a point. The the thing is, is that there's a bunch of people that will be like your dad or Bo or anybody, and like there's a lot of people that are or a lot. There's a few people that are living in the woods and are, are like i can live with zero waste for a year and and the, or all our waste is in this bag like you see these families go off and do these things and that's great honestly it shows how little waste that it is essentially possible to contribute but the reality is that we live in a crazy consumer culture disposable stuff you can go to, in the states you go to mcdonald's you buy a, a big drink it comes in a plastic cup it's like most people don't take that plastic cup home and start using it as a regular cup. They're like, oh, fuck it, throw it in the garbage. Yeah, but it's probably got a recycling symbol on it. Oh, potentially. All I'm saying is that, that there's always going to be trash until, you know, I, there's always going to be trash, essentially. And right now, landfills are how we deal with the trash. So if we're rating, like, I have a lot of issues with the amount of trash that's created. I have a a lot of issues with what is trash and what is not trash and all that sort of thing. But in terms of what the landfill does, I'm kind of like, what's, you know, what else, like what will we do with, instead of having a landfill? Well, well, I I guess it's still the the fact that like so much of this stuff does, that goes to landfill because people, irresponsible uh, people like Bo, who refuse to get out with the times and, and separate their garbage. Uh, because when you separate it down, most of your stuff doesn't go to landfill. But having, it's just like, I guess my question is, does having the landfill just enable people to continue acting irresponsibly? Because it's just an easy out. And people like like my dad, who's like, I don't care, put it in the garbage. It goes in the landfill. And, and, and I think that it's like, if there wasn't a landfill, like if you had people to just put a bag out with all their stuff mixed together and someone was just like, no, it's just going to we're just going to throw it back on your porch and it's going to sit there and stink until you separate your shit out might make people, you know, but you yourself have talked on the show about the value of garbage men to society in terms of preventing disease and this sort of thing. They could never do that because you get one asshole that gets sick because of all the garbage well, laying no, they're around doing it right now. In pa- I think it's Paris right now. The garbage men are on strike and there's garbage piling up everywhere. And all I'm saying is that that enacts, you know, that's been... That's not a good thing, though. It's not a good thing, but it enacts change. So people, like, when the garbage man is not paid enough, I still think, and, and, you know, if they go on strike, they might get better paid. If the same thing amounted, like, if you had enough garbage piled up in your front yard and the answer was just, like, you just need to put this stuff in this pile and that stuff in that pile and it's all going to get taken away, eventually people would be like, I'm sick of these rats in my goddamn house. I'm going to separate my garbage. But instead, they're just like, someone's like, we're just going to go put in a hole for you. Yeah, but, and but, it's, but it's like that. You're, you're arguing you rate of garbage. For that. Sorry. 
Sorry, Crofton. It's just you're arguing rate of garbage. Like, even if you are the the paragon of recycling, you are generating some garbage. So if it's in your domicile, at some point it will be more than you can handle. So you have to find a place to put it. Okay, well, so here's the other. Now, I've been just, I didn't want to get this right off the get-go. But the other uh, thing, and this is an emerging technology, already exists, uh, but um, are different kinds of, like, high heat incineration uh, where you can... Where you can burn anything almost at super high heats and and use that as a fuel to produce local electricity. Mm-hmm. And there's questions about like what kinds of toxic shit are coming out of the you know the right. stacks. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the good ones apparently burn them so hot that mo- that there's almost nothing coming out. And you can put different kinds of scrubbers or you know in, as this technology evolves, stuff like this, because you know. Um, so I think it's like the, dealing with land, like landfill is just, it comes down to, it's the, it's probably the absolute simplest way to deal with our waste problem. And like you, you said it, we live in a consumer culture. We have too much garbage. That's not going to change overnight. You're absolutely right. But like, you know, someone would be like, how, how should we deal with this problem? And someone's like, I know, let's dig a big hole and throw everything in it. Like that's the, the absolute simplest possible way where you might have a technology of being like, well, we could, we could t- convert this into energy that we could all use. That's, a, that's at least a, a more interesting solution. And there was big talk about one in Ottawa uh, where we live. And I can't remember if it actually got up and running. It, it always ends up cost, causing a fiasco because it costs a lot of money to get off the ground. And people are just like they had a prototype. Throw it all in the hole, you know. They had a prototype in this white van that they just parked near the Rideau Center, but nobody (laughs) can find it anymore. Um, The that's a good look. That's a good point. Like it's obviously not ideal to have or sustainable to just keep throwing trash into one like giant dumping area. Um, But but to echo Bo's point and going back to your thing earlier. Um, like your 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 scenario of throwing it on somebody's yard in in dense cities, people live in apartment buildings, condo buildings. They end up in the hall. It's it's like yes, there's strikes in Paris. Yes, you can go a little while without garbage collection, but it needs it needs to be done. Um, and so, really, I think you're right to talk about like technologies evolving. But before we get there, you know, landfills still serve serve a purpose like i mean i just don't know i have issues with all the trash that ends up there but i don't necessarily have an issue with the landfill i i hope that they find better ways of dealing with things but like the landfill still serves its purpose i like well it's just like what what is like so you see the purpose is to where to put all our, our junk um, Outside of an urban center, away from like where it could be. That's just like first of all, like that's been shown, like, that doesn't really exist. I mean, well, okay, so there's old landfills and new landfills, um, and you know, new landfills. The idea behind them, and I happen to listen to a Stuff You Should Know podcast about <laughs> landfills. So, right, everyone, take a drink uh, if you're playing the drinking game at home. Drinking game for yeah, Stuff You Should Know. It's a good, good podcast. Uh, and basically, they us. They're advertising people lately. Anyway, sorry, keep going, Mike. You know, if they mentioned someone on your show, they got like a million listeners. Yeah, and got, it's, like, it's the future of advertising, native advertising, folks. Yeah, it's embedded. Try, just try to get rid of it. Um, and basically, the idea is that a modern landfill, and this is once again, people like Bo, irresponsible people who need to be shamed, <laughs> uh, screwed up because the idea of the modern landfill and why you separate out, you know, your compostables is because. It's it's kind of well known that a modern landfill is supposed to be waterproofed on the bottom, so that and kept as dry as possible. So like when you think of the stuff that if you separate your compost into your compost, you know, all that should be left in your garbage is like pieces of like plastic packaging and maybe styrofoam. Okay. There shouldn't be like food mixed in and stuff like that. And you put it in a landfill. And then that'll eliminate a lot of the problems with landfill because, like, traditional landfill, the problems is, like, they're leaching toxic – because as all this stuff decomposes and it goes through and collects other toxic shit that is in the landfill, like lead and mercury and all kinds of crap as this water, like, seeps through the sludge and then it's called leachate and then goes out into the into the water table and then it gets into rivers and streams and – destroys ecosystems you know and modern landfills try to manage that but i think they can only do so to such a degree because you know people aren't always gonna just put in the dry goods 
Um, and as much as they're like, oh, yeah, we waterproofed it, you know, time time will eat through any waterproofing eventually. Like those sure. things are all going to leak yeah. one time and they're just like toxic they're toxic waste dumps. <laughs> they are. There's so much toxic stuff, even in a normal landfill. And that stuff is not is not isolated from the environment, even though that's what they're trying to do. The environment's all interconnected. So um, the landfill as a way to deal with waste, it just seems like, okay, we've already taken the step of like, um, uh, you know, people who care about things put uh, the metal in the metal and the plastic in the plastic and it goes somewhere else. Right, doesn't go to the landfill, and you put your compost, and that goes someplace else. And then I think the next step is just be like, okay, well, what do you do with that little bit that's left? And I think that maybe some technological advances, like burn it, make electricity, make electricity from it locally, and deal with the pollution that comes out of that, or whatever. Like, there's, I think there are better options than a big hole in which you put but, trash. But are are those options ready right now? Like, that's, oh, well, if you if you could turn. I do this with a lot of the topics we do on the show, but if tomorrow you could make it so that this thing does not exist anymore, in this case, landfills, you just eliminate all landfills from the globe, would would our lives immediately be better or worse or the same? And I think I understand what you're saying about the environmental damage, but right now it feels like while all these technologies are, are great, and I, I hope that's the direction we're going in, we still need landfills and i'm glad that even from what you're saying landfill technology has has improved because the thing is you're always going to have the bows right that are just like <laughs> pissing on mother earth uh, <laughs> just, and their fellow man. don't forget their fellow fellow yeah so wow. I, and wow. and i i think that that's where it gets it gets tricky because you're always going to have a, a sizable amount of garbage and until you're able to on an industrial scale eliminate the, that garbage with an alternative method then then you end up reliant on, on on something like landfills and let me like it sounds like i'm defending landfills here if i was if i was given the option of where to live and i see in that like you know it looks like a great housing picture on on the internet and it's like oh nice price really cheap oh let me go check i'll go visit this house i get there and then oh lo and behold there's a landfill down the street i mean i would not want to live there uh, because landfills in and of themselves not desirable um we have a friend recently who said that they were they were moving to an area that has a fairly large uh known for its dump where it's <laughs> known for its dump and that was our first you know reaction being like oh really the but dump the, the interesting thing about that because i learned kind of recently is um and i think this is kind of sums up landfills and why we need to probably stop get off the landfill as a solution and obviously this is a complex problem but it's a fact that like what you what we're also doing by landfilling all this stuff is we're just deferring a problem we're just saying like hey great great grandchildren so you deal with this stuff because we're we're too stupid, and I really want my plastic cup or whatever, but, and, and I really don't want to put it in recycling. But wait, this is like a recent. We're recently aware. No, no. This is okay, a problem. let me finish my. You, you respond. You can respond to this in a second. But even in our town, which is not a very old city by comparative standards, um, there are landfills all around. Uh, apparently, you can find a map of where there were old landfills, and they put them in weird places, like right next to the river. And these were landfills from like the early 1900s or late 1800s where they weren't like sealed. Who knows what went in them? There was a lot more toxic materials, lead and other kinds of things in use at those times that are just leaching into groundwater and rivers. They were all over our city. And we have this big area in Ottawa called Le Breton Flats, which has been being redeveloped. And the whole area took years to get this area of land because it had to be remediated because the soil was also an industrial area. But like the, I guess the point being, when we don't deal with their waste now, we just put it someplace. Eventually, someone's going to be like, "Oh, we need to use this land for something," and then they dig into it and be like, "Oh, that's not a hill. That's a that's a pile of massive pile of garbage, and it's like, and it's all full of toxic stuff." And you'd be like, "What do you do with it?" And it's like we, we it's like we're already encountering this, and lots of municipalities are where they're trying to expand and being like, "Oh, this is an old landfill underneath this whole area." Hmm. And it, it's a it's a cost that you're we're we're putting on to the future, 
And I mean, obviously well, in the so, past, they didn't have recycling technologies, you know, they had no choice, but right. I think more and more we have more choice. But here, here's also the question, because I think this is a vector along this conversation. Is the landfill a sustainable practice if there's no, if population stays normative? Like it, and not today's population, because there's a lot of people on the planet right now. But if you reduce that number that we have by a certain percentage, like when they would have made a landfill 50 years ago, not anticipating kind of explosive population growth. Is it still sustainable at a more balanced rate? Like, doesn't the problem become compounded the more and more people we have per- making shit in the landfills? Yes, for sure it like, does. Like, like, I mean... Is there a point I, where there's there's just a small amount and it's like, landfills are okay and we'll move around? Like items and, by, even items that biodegrade over time, and, and some of them, it, like, like styrofoam or plastics like you're talking about eons uh sure they, but you can at, at you, there's point, so few of you you can move down river or, or find a solution because well, there's I lots of space yeah. on the planet you just ruin the earth as well, you well, go. well um, be on that state that but but see i i do i do think that that say what mike was saying about like the past generations screwing us uh, with their landfills next to the river and how we're essentially screwing the future generations. What I think is sort of happening in stereo to this is that we're also developing these technologies like Mike like Mike mentioned and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm not sure if the landfills would have been sustainable, Bo, uh, but I definitely know that like the what we know about population growth, they will not be moving into the future. And a lot of these sci-fi dystopias that you see in movies and stuff involve like the earth being covered by piles of garbage and such. So I, I, I do think that uh, that like on one hand, we're doing there's a bunch of people, the bows who are just like throwing their trash around, it's filling up the landfills, you know, they're just root, you know, pretty much taking a big crap on their I feel like cranch. you're saying all this just to get slamming on <laughs> me, actually. And then on the other hand, you've got like let's call them the mics mm-hmm. who are who are working diligently in their laboratories to develop technologies to deal not only it, in, it it's like the climate change thing where where we were saying are we only left with praying for a scientific yeah. breakthrough well, a scientific breakthrough all right and when i was in grade 1 i came up with the solution i realistically should follow through instead of giving humanity crap for it but hey man you don't need to have a landfill we were doing environmental like help save the environment projects and my big idea was to store it on all on this giant a ship and shoot it out into space and fire it off at the sun. Um, and is that off the table? Can we not fire trash out to the sun periodically? Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting you say that. Cause I, I, I think that that's not the first time I heard this. I think other people have legitimately thought about that as a, as a way to deal with garbage because, because again, the landfill it's, thing, everything is interconnected here. So you put it anywhere, it's going to get somewhere else. But yes, it, it's a, it's a cost. Like, you know how much it costs to put a pound of something into space? It's like, <laughs> I mean, you can look it up quickly. Look it up quickly. Be like, what does it cost to put one pound into space? Okay. And think of how many tons of garbage are picked up every day in any city. It would cost more money than, like, the GDP of all countries put together to put all our garbage, world garbage, into space. It's just impossible. Like, it's so... And, and also the cost of, like, it, the environmental cost associated with with taking yeah, like right now we're still using petrol and gas and jet fuel to launch these things and like just just like even if you filled one of those space shuttles or something with trash or or you d- developed a dedicated thing they're talking about they're talking about space elevators and this this is you know i'm not sure if if people will then be like hey let's stick our garbage on the elevator and send it up into space <laughs> yeah but, but there but already is a landfill even... around the planet where the satellites are cuz they go dead and get destroyed like apparently yeah exactly we have tons yeah. of space trash going around our... <laughs> that that pretty much screwed Sandra Bullock in gravity yeah even you see that movie bo i did but i, I look <laughs> I, the point was to shoot it at the sun now i looked up the answer to your question the answer is it depends on the rocket. So the range is anywhere from $13,182 per pound 
all the way down to $2,200 per pound if you use a Falcon Heavy. And apparently the SpaceX program, I think that's the Elon Musk thing, they're trying to break the $1,000 per pound barrier and that's, for commercial space okay, flight. First of all, that's just to get it into orbit. So, like, if we follow Bo's, like, cost-effective plan of $1,000 <laughs> per pound, um, we'll eventually have a layer of fucking garbage around our planet blocking out the sun because we... You didn't want to pay to get it out into proper space, you know? Like, right. But what what this all comes back to is that, like, this is a massive problem of our time. And I just want to come back a little bit to Bo's point about the, like, which amounts to <laughs> carrying capacity. Yeah. When you were, like, you know, if there was less people. And I think that that's, that that's a really good point because, like so many of these things that we talk about, they're, they're problems because they're problems of scale. Like, climate change is a problem of scale. Like, we could all have, like, V8 cars spewing fumes if there was like 10 million people on the planet it'd be no problem the earth can absorb and deal with a lot of this stuff it definitely can but we're so far past that uh that it, it that this problem of scale is just that's that's what it is so you like yes yeah, small landfills could be deal with move down river like but we're so far past that now yeah. that it's just like all we're doing is making these toxic pockets of earth all over the place which eventually are going to be a problem again and we're just like deferring this to the future. Sounds and, I mean, like the moon is the solution. It really does. Yeah, that's probably a good idea too. I'm sorry. I Don't know you're being the serious. Moon is a pretty and good I know landfill. I'm offering very little in the way of actual intelligent response to your great points, Mike. But like. You know, I, I just I don't. We can't burn it because that's just moving the problem to the global warming issue. If there is a um, what's the word? Not a smokeless, but just a way a, a way to catalyze this and turn it into energy as you say without having a byproduct that affects our atmosphere there, that there seems are, like, like the to... direction then right i just think it's like a bit of it, it like this it, i didn't think this was going to be so kind of waste issue tied to like the climate change issue right. but i really think it is a lot in the sense that it's like a two-pronged thing is is needed to deal with it right it's that it's like you have this problem of some kind of waste mm. and then and it's two things it's how do you deal with the waste uh, which is largely a technological problem yeah. and then how do you deal with behavior of people which is the consumer culture which drives the creation of waste because that's a problem too like you know landfill landfill is just the band-aid being like we have enough that's disposable we shouldn't be making stuff like this but that's the consumer culture we live in so it's like how do you change people's behavior to either separate out their stuff, Bo, uh, or uh, I hear really loud typing. <laughs> yeah, that isn't loud. Or cons- or consume less to begin with, uh, and like this is like you know when they hold like the reduce, reuse, recycle that like R R R, and like the most the most important one is the reduce one, but yet it's like contrary to how our economy works. You know, it'd be like. The, the the least stuff you could consume, the better you're going to do for everything, you know? But, like, anyway. I mean, it does all come back to the question. It's like, well, what do we do with it now, right? And it's like, if, if we don't have the incineration technology on hand, you know, it's one of those things. Like, well, yeah, you, we got to just put in a hole, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so we're judging the merits of whether this is good, bad, or bullshit, um, are we ready to kind of discuss ver- – we talked a lot about the landfill issue, but it seems like they're kind of benign, right? Like they're – I think – No, they're not benign. No, no, no. They're, they're benign. Like, like whether they're good or bad sort of depends on the context of it. So like we're talking about the current context of landfills. Like there might be an argument to be made that landfills are good, say, in the 13th century, you know, potentially – there would be communities who would have appreciated the idea of a landfill okay. instead of throwing their pits I, I, I on the road. Concede, I concede your point as the alternative being like, let's all just pile our trash in the streets in front of our houses as, mm-hmm. as like, yes, yes, it's better than that. <laughs> I agree. All right. I don't know about you guys, but I am ready to roll into verdicts, I think. I think landfills are a big topic. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, you guys ready for verdicts? Yes. Yeah, right. bring right. in the animal. Let's bring in the let's bring our panel jurors that we don't need. Order, I say. Order in the court. 
Very nice. Order in the court. All right. I think I'm going to go first. Um, so this is kind of a tough one because, as I alluded to slightly before verdict time, it feels like they can be kind of both good and bad in the world around it depends on it. Like, they're, they're a place to store garbage. Are garbage bins bad? Because that's where we put that garbage and eventually move it to a landfill. So a landfill is just like a big garbage can. And generally speaking, garbage cans are pretty good because it's better than putting the garbage anywhere else. Now, I think Mike's points are well made that like they're still bad because they have a, an environmental impact. And we need a better solution. However... Given the current range of solutions, a landfill is preferable to some other alternatives like no landfill, which is pretty much the only other alternative. So this is kind of a tough thing. I can't say they're good because of the environmental impact, but I can't say they're bad because I prefer the garbage placed in specified areas uh, as we have decided to do. So I'm going to say that landfills are bullshit. That's my analysis. Verdict's given. Give Mike the last, uh, the last word. I, I agree with a lot of what Bo just said there. Uh, it hurts, doesn't it? It, it does. <laughs> does, especially considering you treat the earth like your own personal toilet. Um, <laughs> but uh, but what what he says makes sense. What Mike says makes sense too, and definitely. When you look at it, like when you look at what a landfill is and what it's doing to the earth, it's not doing a good thing. It is not making the earth better. It is not uh, – uh, and, and the argument for it being good and, – and, and Bo made the example earlier of like in the olden days we, when the alternative is like piling garbage in the streets or bringing it out to a landfill, I guess it's a less bad – and uh, and it continues to be less bad, but it, it it's doing you know it's overall doing damage uh, to the planet. That said, if I like I said earlier, if you eliminated landfills tomorrow, I mean we'd be wholly screwed uh, in the short term anyway. So and maybe their existence to answer Mike's question from earlier, are they enabling? Sort of consumer culture and stuff. I'm sure that they are. The fact that that this that these things exist uh, and that people know that oh, you know, it, it's not. I can't see it, so it's gone. You know, and 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 that that is definitely a negative. But I still think like I used. I'm constantly using landfills and and uh, to to handle the the waste, and I get the benefit of living in a clean urban environment. I mean, I want technology to improve. I want these solutions that Mike mentioned to happen at an industrial level. I want this garbage to be shipped, shot into the sun or placed underground in the moon, like Bo is suggesting. But uh, right now, the these are the cards we got. And I think that it's enough for me not to be able to say that they're wholly bad. So I'm going to agree with Bo and say that landfills are bullshit. All right. Hmm. Well, Michael, Michael, <laughs> where will you land? <laughs> Clearly not good. It's funny though hearing that Crofton kind of agree with Bowen and sum up, um, you know, those good, good points all around, guys. I don't disagree with really any of them. Um, and um, um, and come, the possibility of being good is is a legitimate one. I just want to say this off the bat because from like a public health perspective, they're definitely good because it's the whole garbage in the street versus like. Land things like landfill has arguably raised life expectancy, so that's it's interesting. But I'm kind of approaching this one in the same way that I'm approaching um, say our discussion on prisons, and and like it's a complex issue because it's the it's the end it's the end effect of a complicated problem, right? Uh, like crime, why do people commit crime? Blah blah blah. Oh, well, there's like, a name for that, that, like a Jupiter but, problem. What? What's the name for that problem? Wicked problem. Wicked problem. It's a wicked pro- hard problem. Wicked problem. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. So consumer culture bad. Uh, behavior of people not taking responsibility for their own, you know, waste. 
bad as well. And in the end, you just, we just put in a big hole. We're deferring a problem. And the place itself, burying underground where everything is interconnected, even with the improving technology, like the thing itself, it's, it's, it's an area that is fenced off that you should not go. It's dangerous. It's a methane that they're burning off. Like they're bad places. You know, they're, they're, they're toxic. They're dangerous to your health. They're, they're dangerous for the future. They're, they're bad things. They're things we have to deal with, like so many things that are current truths in the world, but that doesn't mean they're good, even if we're stuck with them for now. I mean, I do think there will be technologies that w- would emerge and that probably municipalities and governments in general should be taking stronger action on trying to be like, how can we deal with this problem better than just landfilling? I still think it's the easy solution, especially in a, especially in a country like ours, which seems vast. But when you spend a lot of time at the Nature Museum, which I do because I have a toddler, <laughs> we go there, you look at like the watersheds and you're like, man, there's so much water in this country and it's so everything's so close to each other. Like all that stuff just leaks around, you know. So I'm going to say, and even though because I use them and I'm a huge hypocrite, but that doesn't um, – so whatever. I don't mind being a hypocrite. That's just acknowledging reality. It's not like it's, – it's such a pejorative thing to call someone a hypocrite, but I just think it's more just you understand the nature of whatever. Dude. They're bad. Lifeless are bad. I'm a hypocrite and it's okay. Man, you had a real moment there. You called yourself a hypocrite and then you started defending yourself against yourself. I did. You're like, because, I'm a hypocrite. I'm not a hypocrite. Well, it's like in uh, – just to take another moment here, but it's like in politics when people are always calling each other hypocrites because they said one thing here and they said one other thing there and be like, you know, you can change your mind about things and you can, you can hold complicated views on things which seem to contradict each other hypocrisy is just the nature of living in a complex well, world you're yeah, everyone i have something. a take on hypocrisy it's when your words don't actually match your acts so i would be a hypocrite if i said i'm a recycler and i believe in recycling which i almost kind of got busted for in the beginning of the show but then never recycle that's being a hypocrite well, I'm still. I'm, I'm the hypocrite, basically. That's what happened this episode. You were nowhere near being a hypocrite. No, I am a hypocrite because at when you guys are going through your verdicts, I was thinking about how I am currently renovating a house and have sent freaking truckloads of shit to the landfill recently and feel super guilty about it. I'm like, well, what else are we going to do with it? Is, so I'm is, a massive hypocrite, but it's still a bad thing, right? I know it's a bad thing, even if I'm complicit in it. That doesn't. I can still acknowledge it, you know? Okay. Okay. Bo. All right. Well, speaking of acknowledging great things, I'd like to acknowledge. I'd like you to write in and acknowledge what your opinions are on landfills. That was a kind of a hypocritical segue. Um, <laughs> that's a wrong use of the word hypocritical. Um, email us at goodbadbulletgmail.com like this person did. There comes the letter. Good. We got mail. Yeah, we got some mail. Ooh, this is exciting. All right, we don't often get mail, folks. If you're a regular listener, you know that. So buckle in for a great little message here from Carrie. So Carrie writes in, uh, we understand that he's a fan of the show. Carrie, hello. We understand that you like to run on the treadmill while listening to the show. It's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> he gets infuriated probably and then runs faster. <laughs> Go, Carrie. Go. All right. So he says, hey, guys, we've been chatting back and forth on the twit. Thought I'd throw in a more comprehensive idea for what I've been saying. So he's been shooting some ideas off at us. Bef- um, before he shoots the ideas, he says, you guys are awesome. I hey, generally thanks, I generally zen out to podcasts when I'm gymming it. And when I'm working. So your podcast helps me through the work week. And Bo Two Fold, because I started listening to him on core. Oh. <laughs> You're going to cause a rift between my co-hosts if you bring up my other podcast. Um, anyways, so on to my topic. So he has some suggestions for topics. And Mike Crofton, you're going to tell, tell Carrie what you think, okay? So man buns. I think it would be entertaining as hell to listen to. I'm bald, so watching someone put their hair in a man bun is equally as entertaining as it is aggravating. <laughs> I, I would like to talk about man buns because I have very strong opinions. I'm Let's just put wondering in the how much... And Carrie, just to infuriate you, I've worn a man bun, and I know that Bo has too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, mileage, the mileage we get out of it would be little, I think. Well, it'd be a short one, but it is It is a, what do you call it? It, it's, it has the momentum right now in the pop culture zeitgeist yeah. if you yeah. will yeah there's a lot of there's, there's, see i don't think people who wear man buns think they're all that special but the people who hate them really enjoy yeah. hating them 
And I think there's something to talk about there. That you know, yeah. All right. He goes on to say a celebrity chef. So uh, Carrie's a chef. And the topic is celebrity chefs is a very common discussion between chefs. Most of it's negative. Some of it's positive. There are a lot of talented, creative, and community-driven chefs who are so well-known that they hit the rank of celebrity chef. Uh, My fiancé... Ramsey. Yeah. My fiancé is a pastry chef in the city and works out for a very well-known borderline celebrity chef. Her chef is the sweetest person I've ever met. It completely negates the idea of a yelling, screaming cycle most of us are used to. And then there are the Bobby Flays, or the Guy Fieris, or the Rachel Rays, and they are just Ooh, awful. Guy Fieris. So Ooh, it's a solid crazy. discussion to have as well. Uh, you got thoughts? Is, well, yeah, for sure. I'd talk about it. I'd almost... Pastry, Seth. You've done more by Carrie. I, I like me some pastry. I would, I would make it even a broader topic to be like, um, it, if there's like celebrity profession, celebrities with regards to professions, more than just chefs, like, uh, well, and, well, and I would even say, but, but I would almost take it a step back and I wouldn't mind his input on this again is, is it is sort of, um, chef culture or, or restaurant culture is a really interesting one. Um, a, a guy who lives above me, uh, is a chef and a very nice fellow and good cook. And the culture seems insane. I mean, I've not worked in the kitchen, but I've known a few people who have, and it seems like totally nuts what they put sous chefs through and the hours expected to yeah. work and the cultures. And the like, I've seen some memes about like ads looking for a chef and they're just insane. What, what a, what a chef will demand of a, of a sous chef or whatever in a kitchen. Anyways, that, that's an interesting one too. Yeah, and they all smoke, yeah, right? There's a lot of smokers in the it, chef. It feels like a passion job, eh? Like it's one of those jobs where, where when they get people, they, man, they sort of, take advantage of their passion like people want to be chefs so mm-hmm. we'll treat them like shit all right well it yeah. seems like a good idea i already see mike wanting to say yeah, something let's, back let's at crofton so good on you and also just like to let you know uh, when mike really likes a pastry and he gives you one to eat he says this suck on these croissants biatch all right uh, the third <laughs> idea is money um and so money and narcissism how can someone with so much money like trump not understand how much of an asshole he is on the flip side, how can someone like Elon Musk be as innovative as he is, but seem so humble and be worth so much? Money is at the root of all evil, but I, it can promote change in the right hands. There could be a solid premise to revisit, because I think we did. I like end. that because I would, I would like to revisit that. And uh, I mean, I think he answered his own question about Trump with the narcissism comment, and him being a narciss- narcissist is partially probably why he's a big asshole and can't see it. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know how we frame that for the but i'm sure we could find a way because i i love talking about money and stuff and um there's more to, we did more do to an episode on money and, and and capitalism and uh uh people love those we'll episodes those they're the best episodes the, they're the, the best the interesting conversation here is narcissism now there's a secret episode of good bad or bullshit that never made it to live about selfies because the thing blew up in our face about halfway through yeah. and 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 so that is almost kind of an episode on narcissism that to me is the interesting thing here because definitely rich people are narcissists so we could cover the money issue but also talk about our culture of narcissism that we have nowadays. well yeah, i'm sure this is i'm sure this is a good way to frame it but but it's a it's a good suggestion and uh we we should we'll figure something out and put it in the hopper for sure all right well um he says thanks again for the show and keep up the good work and carrie thank you so much for the email we don't get enough of these great emails and we love to hear from people who actually listen to the show and enjoy it that that means a lot to us it does so run run faster (laughs) okay anyways to continue on with the end of the show thing write to us goodbadbull at gmail.com and share your thoughts here tell us we're wrong tell us we're right tell crofton he's handsome or tell him he's full of shit and not handsome do it uh, if you're listening to the show but don't know where you got it from, you can go to goodbadbull.com, find out how to subscribe on iTunes and Google Play, and for the record, never go to Stitcher again. That company got sold again to a bunch of evil advertising jerks, and I'm worried I need to get the show off there. So never go there. Google Play, uh, what was the other one? iTunes. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash goodbadbullshow. You can find video archives there, but just go to our site and watch the video there. They're embedded in the blog post. Um, finally, you can find us on Twitter at GoodBadBull. And I'd like to give a massive MF and thank you to the people who support us on Patreon. It helps support the show. And it just makes us feel good for the price of a half of a cup of coffee a month. You can help pay for the show and show your support in a financial, more meaningful way. Or you can help feed way. a starving child in Africa. It's your choice. 
right well you can do both it's so little money for both (laughs) that you can do both if you're making 50 grand a year you can spend 12 dollars on good bad or bullshit we do the show for free it isn't much to ask but well the show will always be free so if it is too much to ask don't feel guilty um that's the nature of being a micro outsourced thing in this day and age you can support the things you like for very little it's awesome all right uh i think that wraps up all the end of the show stuff except uh, as crofton famously says we're individuals of an individual nature i hope to see that on your tombstone or on a statue of you in ottawa once they finally commemorate you for your genius um, we're all individuals of an individual nature. Except Crofton. for twins, another twin slam. Right, yeah. Drink. Um, so, Crofton, where can our folks find uh, you on the internet? Uh, they can find me dumping my thoughts into Twitter, at Crofton Steers. Yeah, it's a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> Twitter, the landfill <laughs> of ideas. <laughs> be their new slogan. Okay, um, Mike just yeah, helped you, you make that a ten. So. My garbage tweets. I didn't prompt you yet. But, uh, oh, we're, Mike, where can our people find you? Well, uh, I guess at, uh, at ML Hodgins. I want to hear your, your, your landfill slam. No? No, you stopped it, sir. All right, well, I you can find me dumping my great ideas onto Twitter and also my plays of the game, my joke ones that are bad that I make, on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. All right. I, I find that, uh, I feel bad because we had that great email and uh, it gave people a little how the sausage is made feeling with GBB in the sense that we we had a bit of a discussion on on what topics work and which ones don't and what it makes us think of. So that's cool. But this episode is going to go up online on our site and it's going to say landfills next to it and somebody's going to be like let me see this is a good podcast people have told me about which episode i should just choose a topic i like uh so there's beer okay and then oh landfills that sounds interesting i'll listen to this <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to well it. you laugh but listen to how passionate mike is about the environment i'm sure those are the ones that would jump I out of him i still don't think mike would know. click on that maybe if he was listening to every episode week for a week and we all know he doesn't listen to the show but if he was listening to episodes hey, I'm, I'm li- i listen to it live now Week to, week to week, then I, I, he would listen to the landfill episode. But I even think Mike, if he was looking at a list of our episodes, the landfill episode wouldn't even be in his top ten. No, I would. I like I like stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I don't believe it. To make an alliance, psych. Oh wait, no. Let's make an alliance, psych. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at Patreon.com/slash Good Bad Bull.